0: Well, hello, welcome to Round the Table live with Christian Concern. It's great to um, be here and have you watching and listening. And today we're talking about is Christianity um, being chucked out of public life? And uh, you'll have seen, I expect all of you, uh, what's happened with Kate Forbes um, as she um, contends to be the new leader of the SNP and um, all of the flack and discussion that's happened around that. And I'm delighted to welcome today Colin Wilson, uh, live from Scotland. Um, Colin, lovely to have you with us. Are you in Inverness, is it? Where are you exactly?
1: Well, just north of Inverness, yeah.
0: Just north of Inverness, yep. Yeah. Um, Colin was one of the lead um, um, petitioners in the case we did against the Scottish Government in the lockdown um, about um, the Scottish Government continuing to enforce closure of churches, which we won, and uh, defeated the Scottish Government in that. and. Um, I'll get you to introduce yourself a little bit more in a minute, but also uh, great to be joined by Joe Boot, um, who is uh, founder of the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity, longstanding faculty member of for the World Force Academy uh, for us here at Chris Concern as well. And now he's back in England, having been in Canada for some time, and um, in his new study over there in in where it is, isn't it, Joe? Not far from where, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, great to have you on as well, Colin. Tell us a little bit about. Um, um, your own role and your own ministry and what you make of the whole furore that's happened since uh, Nicola Sturgeon resigned as leader of the Scottish uh, Nationalist Party.
1: Mm. <clears throat> well, well, I mean, I've, uh, you know, been born in Scotland, lived here all my life. Um, you know, over that period, the last 30 years or so, been working, you know, full time with uh, Christian leaders and organisations, both in Scotland and across the UK. Um, what do I make of the way Nicola Sturgeon resigned? Well, I don't know if she had much option, really. Uh, I mean, hoist by one's own petard is, is an expression which readily comes to mind. But uh, I, I think she had maybe flagged up um, uh, at the end of her 10 years recently by talking about writing her memoirs. So so whether oh, that's... I didn't
0: see that, did she? All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whether at that stage she was anticipating the end of her reign, Um, but uh, certainly I'm not sure if she necessarily anticipated the the, the demise as it came about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joe, what what have you made about how this whole gender self-ID thing sort of blew up in Scotland?
2: To some degree, um, I was unsure as to uh, whether she was going to uh, succeed uh, with it because Scotland has been moving very aggressively uh in this direction for some time as you know. Yeah. And um and Nicola Sturgeon seems to have been able to carry um people with her and sort of uh, uh and and crush her opposition with seeming ease in the past. But I do think it's very interesting the way in which this particular issue the the, the trans issue has really runner aground on the rocks, as, as Colin mm-hmm. said, she really has uh, somehow been hung on her own gallows here. Um, it, it, it does seem to indicate that there comes a point, uh, even in uh, progressive uh, uh, life in the, in, the in, a, in a secular and increasingly re-paganizing West, that if you move far enough against creation, order and creation norms, you are still going to run into trouble. And uh, this um, this issue of um, male, basically male prisoners in female prisons who happen to claim to be trans, I think was proved to be a bridge too far yeah. for uh, ordinary people in Scotland. And it seems even people within her own party. So I think it was quite a difficult one to call initially. And I think for the most part, Christians obviously going to be gratified that. Uh, it was um, a huge failure and that Nicola Sturgeon is gone. I for one am very glad that she's gone. I think the problem, of course, confronting us now is who is going to replace her. Um if we clean house with uh, with one devil, do seven more devils come in and fill her space.
0: <laughs> Colin, you're you're pleased to see Nicola go, I imagine. Sorry? You're pleased to see Nicola Sturgeon go.
1: Well, I think, as Joe said, um, the devil you know and the devil you don't know. Um, I I mean, Sturgeon, I think, is is a reflection on where society is heading generally. but uh, so what will come along to replace it? I mean, it would be very, very interesting to see how the vote actually goes. You'll probably know that the most recent poll has shown Kate Forbes uh, taking a leading position. although if you look at much of the headlines, you, you wouldn't think that. But uh, I, I think that there is, a, there is an underlying sense in, in Scotland and society in general that, uh, you know, we have gone, as Joe said, uh, you know, a bridge too far. This has got to stop. And, and I think also that, that there's a view that um, or a lack of trust now in politicians. And I, and I think that, you know, it's encouraging. Certainly I do feel and others, I think, too, to see a politician standing up and actually saying what they believe. Um, tell, us, but... tell us a
0: bit more about um, Kate Forbes, if you can, Colin, because I understand she's your constituency MSP and you've you've met her and had interacts with, with her over a period of time. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and in, indeed, of course, she's been on maternity leave, so I haven't seen her for quite some time. Sure. But, but 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 I mean, she's a very very able young lady, um, intelligent, articulate, personable. Um, you know, ticks all the boxes, um, and I, I think that uh,
0: See, she know, came that, in. Um, remind us, Colin, but she took over the role of treasurer with hours to go. I mean, what what tell us about that?
1: Well, that's right. You know, our, our predecessor, the finance secretary, had to resign over text mess- inappropriate text messages to a, a young boy. So, you know, she was d- dumped into the, the post um, with 24 hours notice to deliver a budget. Now, of course, you know, the budget would have been prepared in advance, but nevertheless, it's quite a feat. And to pull off, um, and uh, you know, in terms of her nationalistic credentials, she she delivered an address to Parliament in, entirely in Gaelic. Uh, she's committed in that way, but but uh, no, I mean, I mean, she is very, very able. I mean, even you know, in terms of a constituency a, a MSP, her, her geography must be about half the size of Wales. Uh, so you know, extremely busy. She has been extremely active and moving around the whole territory. Uh, of course, she's got married, and, and now, as we know, a mother of a young child, uh, who knows what that impact will have irrespective of the outcome. But but, but, but no, I mean, she is very, very able. And in,
0: in all of this debate, nobody is questioning her ability or competence, are they, Colin? But, um, but what about her faith? What can you tell us about her faith from your perspective?
1: Well, I mean, I think she's been very robust um, and clear all along, which, again, I think is a feature which just commended her to people. Um, uh, I'm sure you probably remember, uh, Tim, uh, the leader of the Liberal Party, Tim Farron, when, when yes. he was eventually cornered. And, of course, you know, th- this is what the, the press do. They, 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 will, they will sense a weakness um, and, and they will press forward until that weakness is, is exposed, as it were. So I think Kate has very wisely adopted the alternative position. You know, here I stand. Um, so it leaves the, the media and others' enemies nowhere to go, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, but, whether, whether that policy will pay off, of course, remains to be seen. But 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 yeah. I think it's you know it's a brave posture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joe, what do you make of the sort of? Um... The, the vitriol that there is, in fact, maybe we've got a little screenshot of, of an article from the Guardian um, that we can show here. That sort of you know, demonstrates um, the kind of vitriol that she's been, um, you know, um, you know, pills is the headline um, about Kate. She spreads to waters south, um, and today, this, there it is there from the Guardian um, just this week on Tuesday. Um, Forbes doubles down, torpedoes, S&P chances, pass the idiot pills, these kind of I was just scale supporters' insanity spreads to waters down south. Yeah, This kind of approprium, this, kind of, this kind of abuse, what do you make of it, Joe?
2: Well, of course, that's uh, what you would expect from The Guardian um, at any rate, which is um, a, a very left-leaning uh, paper, to, to put it mildly. Uh, but I would agree that you see a similar a dismissive uh, posture across the board, and um, I think that based on what we've seen in in recent years with the the likes of Tim Farron that uh, Colin mentioned earlier, um, it's not unexpected, really, that uh, when somebody who is in public life, who is in potentially um, a senior level of of government uh, and who is clear on their Christian perspective um, is the recipient of uh, being pilloried and um, uh, denounced and uh, castigated by the media. Um, Which is odd, isn't it, in a liberal society uh, that uh, claims that it's interested in democracy and um, uh, inclusivity, that the one opinion that isn't allowed and the one kind of leader that can't possibly be permitted is one that professes to be a Christian. I mean, if you're celebrating Diwali at 10 Downing Street and, uh, and publicly professing to be a Hindu, I don't see The Guardian discussing the problem of the caste system in India and whether Rishi Sunak is going to be interested in imposing a Hindu social order on the United Kingdom. Um, When uh, her Kate Forbes opponent there, um, is it Humza Yusuf, uh, who is a Muslim uh, and uh, similar uh, Muslim leaders and mayors in this country are not subjected to anything like this. In fact, there would be an absolute outcry if they were. And yet the Islamic position um, on things like marriage and abortion, though not we need to be careful here, not identical to the Christian perspective, the Islamic view of marriage is not identical to the Christian perspective, but certainly it would take the same view of uh, things like homosexuality and transgenderism um, and would have a dim view of um, abortion. Where do we see these uh, Islamic politicians being treated this way in the press? uh, Or um, by, and and this is true even on some of the, I watched an interview um, uh, with GB News the other day with one of their anchors and uh, 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 Bev, I think her name is, and um, she was sort of saying that, that, that Kate had fallen down a rabbit hole and emerged uh, on the other side of the world in the 18th century. Um, now, you know, the, the the level of historical awareness here is, incre- is, is incredible. I mean, the notion that basically simple Mainstream Christian perspectives that, despite even the most recent stupidity by the Church of England, uh, are still the official teaching of the state church. Um, that 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 she upholds, that at least the Church of England, um, uh, that 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 she's somehow fallen down a rabbit hole and emerged in the wrong century. I mean, let's not forget that this whole thing of even gay marriage, so-called, is in the last. 10, 15 years in the West. uh, And that you only have to go back to the end of the 1960s to find some of these behaviors still criminal. Mm -hmm. So the notion that somebody who um, holds uh, a, a basic mainstream traditional position on the value of unborn life in the womb and believes that marriage is between a man and a woman somehow puts them beyond the pale politically. I do think is a remarkable indicator um, of where we are now. And I don't think it's unique to Scotland. I mean, I do think that Westminster's opposition to Nicola Sturgeon's uh, trans bill um, does indicate that England um, is more, still more conservative at the present time than Scotland, although it will be very interesting, as Colin said, to see how does this this vote eventually go? But the fact that uh, Westminster put a break on this. Suggests there are um, forces arrayed in the in England at the moment that perhaps are, are not quite as strong in in Scotland. And I would hasten to add that you know from a purely Christian standpoint, when I analyse Kate Forbes's politics, uh, I don't share all of her opinions. Um, I yeah. I think she's a, a social democrat. Uh, um, left-leaning in her economic policy for sure. Um, I think some of her climate uh, policies bear serious scrutiny Um, but it seems that you can be on board with...
0: And, and, And to be clear I don't think Joe you'd support Scottish nationalism either would you? I don't think Colin would either is that right?
2: no i i wouldn't i mean I, obviously colin can speak to that i i don't support her desire to break up the oldest union in europe i think it would be a yeah. big mistake for scotland and a mistake for the scottish people but so it's not about saying well everything kate says is fine just because she's a christian not at all
1: no. yeah.
2: um we have to you know look at the christian world and life view and say well where actually do her policies fall short of what we would traditionally think of or at least work out as a distinctly christian perspective Politically, I think she falls short in a number of areas, but the, just the fact that she makes a personal profession of faith and holds two of the most basic, fundamental, widely shared beliefs uh, that the Western world has held for centuries puts her beyond yeah. the pale. With the media, is astonishing, really.
0: Yeah. So, um, and Colin, and by the way, if you're watching live, we can we can see your comments on YouTube and Facebook. So do ask questions live if you want to um, about all this to Colin or. Or Joe, um, but um, Colin, you mentioned earlier a poll, and I think we've got a screenshot of a recent poll um, showing remarkable support for Kate Forbes, actually, and which is not what you'd sort of you know think of from the media portrayal. You know, she's sunk her boat and all this kind of stuff, and and you know, like Joe said, fall into a rabbit hole, etc. From the media portrayal, but you know, the ordinary person in Scotland, um, can we get that poll up? Is actually quite liking. Um, Kate Forbes and uh is that your perception I mean yeah there we are we've got it there so the don't knows are the largest group at 30% but Kate Forbes is the the, the leading person 28% support and Hamza Yosef um only 20% support and then other people much lower than that um so you know whereas the media is portraying it as she's completely sunk her campaign it's terrible in actual fact she's the front runner um is that your perception as well Colin that that um she could win this in the end
1: well, well, I mean, I think so. There's the old adage that uh, we sh- we shouldn't believe in journalists, but we we believe everything they say. But um, you know, and and of course, the media, generally speaking, has been very liberal um, over the past couple of decades, and you know, the BBC. Be honest. Uh, I, I read a book called *The Noble Liar*, uh, written yeah. by a former BBC employee. Uh, so, so, you, you know, the, the, the media, generally speaking, have got their guns out for for anything. As Joe said, um, that, that is uh, a tall Christian, um, and that's uh, you know the indigenous religion, the the historic religion in in the British Isles, uh, and I and I think that's. Partly why it's perceived as such a threat, apart from the very important issues that we're now looking at. Um, I, I should quickly say, I, I mean, I, you know, as Joe said, the, Kate's policies. I uh, wouldn't agree with, say, uh, all of them. I don't necessarily know all of them in detail, but, but, but I, I'm, I have to say this. I'm a, a unionist. Um, I, I believe that there's no logical end to regional fracturing. Um, in fact, eh, you know, about 2013, I think it was. The, the big issue magazine carried out a front piece on the on the cover page, showing Shetland hiving off to Norway. You know, is Scotland Scotland is not a homogeneous, uh, uh, you know, demographic area. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's very much, I suppose, akin to how perhaps the north of England might view Westminster. If where I am, where Kate is, it is very much uh, how we would view the central belt, where the bulk of the population resides. So, so you know, <laughs> even, even if Scotland were to become independent, I don't think that's oh, the end of the story. But, but, but as I say, I'm committed to the union. I, I do believe that, uh, you know, <laughs> as it says in scripture, God's determined the boundaries of their habitation. Uh, and and they, we can clearly see that by looking at the map.
0: Yeah. And and um, so, but do you think that Kate could win this? It goes to debate. She's very, very you've, you've emphasised how capable she is. She could win Hamza Yosef in a debate, could she not?
1: You mean win a debate uh, or, or actually win the election? Well, uh, both.
0: Yeah, both. Yeah. Both.
1: Well, as I said, in, in debating terms, I mean, she is very, very good. So, so for that matter, has Sturgeon been? Um, and in yeah. fact, you know, from the retirement of the former Conservative leader, uh, Ruth Davidson, um, there really hasn't been a match for Sturgeon in the Scottish Parliament. So, you know, she can certainly, at a personal level, hold her own. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said earlier, I, I think that, and that poll may be, you know, an accurate reflection, there is a a gut sense um, that that there's something wrong um, in our society. And also, as I mentioned earlier, to see a politician stating clearly where they stand is very, very refreshing to most people.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. She could she could have hidden it. She could have lied about it. She could have obfuscated or something, but she's just been straight up. And I think actually the ordinary people in the in the public respect. Her openness and honesty and integrity, and this is what I think. Kind of, you know, take me to take me for what I am. This is who I am. Um, kind of thing. Do you think? Do you think, um, Joe, that things have got worse since Tim Farron? Tim Farron resigned as leader of the Liberal Party in 2017, I think it was, after facing exactly this kind of pressure. But he, yeah, to be fair, you know, as well, he did actually originally try and dodge it or change his, you know, or you know, you know, claim he didn't think that homosexuality was a sin and then repented and said it was and resigned. As leader of the Lib-, Lib Dem Party, and in his resignation statement, said that there's no place for Christians anymore to lead a party in the UK. You know, might, might Kate Forbes change that and, and we see an improvement on this?
2: Well, I think the situation is very interesting, and um, it doesn't surprise me that a popular poll right now has uh kate forbes in the lead because i do think that the disillusionment that colin alluded to with um contemporary politics and with politicians in general um is very very great and and it's serious i think we're almost on the verge of a crisis point of disillusionment with uh uh, political life in the uk and i think that where somebody speaks clearly and states things clearly and is unashamed and um, doesn't cave and bow and scrape to uh, elite opinion and to the media, um, people have a lot of respect for that. Um, I mean, who would have thought that, um, you know, with all the, you know, fudging and and messing around with Brexit that happened, that um, when that whole issue was before the British public, you Know the media and the elites, and that they were all saying it was going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but popular opinion of ordinary people was not <clears throat> simply not being reflected uh, in, in amongst the politicians, uh, and uh, amongst um, uh, cultural elites and in the media. And it may well be the same here. I mean, wouldn't it be a remarkable thing and a very encouraging thing if a, an overtly and openly Christian politician who refuses to bow and scrape to progressive opinion and repent and recant and apologize for most basic fundamental values um, were to be uh, elected uh, it's interesting you mentioned that to Tim Farron because I saw him in an interview a couple of days ago because he's been asked about what's happening yes. with uh, mm-hmm. Kate Forbes and mm-hmm. uh, at the time i remember after that whole thing happened i wrote an article i think christian concern actually published it about the fact that how disappointed i was that that tim ferron was not had not been adequately prepared by christians yes. by christian leaders yes to make his defense in the yes. public space and mm-hmm. to argue his case and and uh, not to uh, not to cave um, and repent and recant mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this interview, he actually started talking openly about the fact that there's no neutrality and uh, everybody, whoever you are, is committed to a particular world and life view. Um, And that world and life view is going to be brought into the public. Now, I think that is stuff that's happened since that. in his thinking that's happened since because that was not the way he was speaking and arguing before. Mm -hmm. So I think probably... um, from a from an elite point of view and from a political point of view, think things probably have gotten worse uh, since since Tim Farhan's um, uh, resignation. And I think probably people in some respects who who are vociferously opposed to any sort of Christian presence in public life were encouraged by and emboldened by Tim Farron's resignation because this would have indicated to them. Yes, you know, Christians have no place in public life. They should resign if they hold these kinds of views. Um, but if you look at the United States, if you look at Italy, you look at, um, uh, you know, we can call it populism or whatever you want to call it. We're not necessarily going to, going to say it's faithful biblical Christianity. But increasingly, people are responding to those who state their views clearly, often common sense opinion, and are willing to stand by them. And that is will often get people a great deal of support. So although the situation may, have been, may be worse politically now that, than it was even when Tim Farron resigned, I think popular and public opinion, uh, as we've seen on the whole trans debate in Scotland, we may have reached a bit of a tipping point with it. We shall see.
0: Yeah, very good. I can see some questions there about when her child was born. Her, child, her daughter was born in July, I think. So um, that's a good six months, seven months um, ago now. Um, and, um, question here from Carol dolson Can genuine Christians survive in the political arena? The pressure to compromise is constant. Gravity tends to pull us down to their level rather than raising us around those upwards. Um, Colin, do you want to comment on that?
1: Well, well, I mean, as, as Joel pointed out, you know, Tim Farron, um, you know, caved in, uh, and I think Kate is made of, as I said earlier, strong stuff. Um, perhaps her vulnerability is married fairly recently, a child, first child, even more recent. Uh, you know that that may be difficult for her, but 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 I think as she has illustrated, she is perfectly capable of standing up to the the pressures that we're now seeing manifest, um, and having you know nailed her colours to the mast. Uh, I think she is been articulating what uh, we should have been hearing actually from the uh, church leaders
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, right across the board. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, I, I think that even, you know, within the Christian community, I, I think you know, generally within the wider community, as I said earlier, there's an appreciation for someone who'll say, this is this is what I believe, here is, what, here is where I stand. Um, and within the Christian community, certainly, irrespective of uh, one's politics, uh, you know, th- there is a, a real prayer base, praying for her, recognizing the assault on her person, uh, recognizing the assault on her Christian faith. I, I mean, you know, what we are seeing here in Scotland is a is a deeply spiritual battle being waged in a political arena Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and as tim said you know maybe we have reached a tipping point in society where where society generally is saying enough no further um we need to claw back And, and and it is a great shame that that, the churches i'm speaking very generally here but we know what's happened most recently in the church of england and the church of scotland uh, is is actually preceded them in that regard Uh, you know church leaders with there are some uh, exceptions to this but in in the main uh, the traditional churches are, are, are actually what should i say positing a totally unbiblical view um so which makes Kate's stance all the more refreshing
0: as, as are you seeing well I've got two questions for you Colin. one is um perhaps you can give a bit of background explanation about her donation the free Ch- free church of Scotland um and the other is um are Christians speaking out in support of her and backing her is she getting support from the church and and you know the reaction of Christians generally to what's happening
1: Oh, I mean, I mean, I think committed Christians are praying for her. Yes, very yeah. honestly, irrespective, as I say, of their politics. But, yeah. but you know, just for your for your viewers, I mean, the the, the Church of Scotland was the, the outworking of the Reformation back in the sixteenth century. The Church of Scotland, the only Presbyterian church at that point, and very, very sadly, over the years, it is now fragmented. Um, and I think there's probably about nine denominations, but, 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 you know, at the end of the 19th century, the, the, the Free Church of Scotland was formed eh, on doctrinal issues, eh, feeling that the Church of Scotland was starting to slip away. Um, so, eh, you know,
0: it, it is a
1: denomination. The Free Church in England might be regarded as independent eh, congregations, but it, it is a denomination in Scotland. A commonly called the we the, the we the freeze, um, because of its size, but but uh, you know, in terms of how this, big is it?
0: How many, how many churches, roughly, do you know? Oh,
1: my goodness, you've put me in a spot here. Tim. Um, there's Sorry. probably about um, 40. I'll be i be guessing I'd have to. to, to check. I, I'm talking about you know, churches that were you know. Significant size numbers. It, yeah. it, it is, of course, as all churches are, you know, suffering from an aging population. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, it, it is it is robust doctrinally, but um, you know, perhaps uh, not as vocal as an institution uh, as as Kate has been.
0: Mm, mm, yeah. Um, and, and, Joe, what's your take on, on the role of the church in this and what the church should be saying and doing in relation to these issues and supporting someone like Kate Forbes and so on?
2: Well, I think uh, Colin makes a great point that if the church itself, uh, especially when we think about the uh, established churches, uh, had made as clear a stand as this young lady, how different things could have been. Um and, uh, you know, it will, you know, if she if she wins, it will it will create a bit of a bit of a crisis for um, union uh, unionists, um, because, you know, there'll they'll be there'll be a sense of, well, here's a woman with the courage of her convictions as a Christian. But, you know, we believe in the United Kingdom. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that shakes down if she's successful. But that's that's a long road ahead. Before then. But I think that um, the the clarity and the conviction with uh, which she is speaking represents a direct challenge to the cowardice uh, and compromise of the church. Mm. Uh, and And you know the church should feel appropriately humiliated and and actually um, admonished by her public stand that this young woman who's you know um, a, a new mother, has got more courage and conviction than the Archbishop of Canterbury hmm. uh, or the or the Church of Scotland um, to, to 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 face some adversity and and speak the truth. Um, so, in in some respects, it is um it's a it's a it's a tragedy that such people. I mean, think about the difference that could be made if if publicly leaders of the of the of of, of um, the mainline churches especially the state church uh would publicly make statements in support of of kate uh and her her christian perspective and and her right to hold those views and participate in a, in a democracy and instead they f- flap around in the background commenting on everything else but um afraid of uh, of media blowback so i do think it's a um it, these things represent a reprimand to the church as far as you know, is it possible for, you know, really a, a genuine Christian to, to, to be in politics? Well, let's find out. I mean, because, because thus far, I mean, when you look at it, how many who are Christian in name have the courage to stand up and be clear? And, you know, Tim Ferrara, I'm sure he regrets now what happened and the way he handled the situation. Um, but as Colin mentioned earlier, he he caved, um, he's the most ho- high profile figure, but who else are we looking at? I mean, you sort of got a, um, uh, a quiet-ish Catholic in, in Jacob Rees-Mogg, but he's not outspoken um, on, on these issues. And so William Cates is good.
0: William Cates is being outspoken. Yes,
2: that's fair. Yeah. So, but somebody who um, uh, is very much in the public eye, I mean, this is now yeah. a, a, re- a real test and um so there are some um you know some people in the background plugging away quietly but we have to get to the point as believers now we're to say look we're putting our careers on the altar um we're putting the paycheck on the altar and we're willing to stand for christ and see what christ what god will do um because this needs to be put to the test now and uh, perhaps as people begin to see a more open vilification and persecution of Christians for no other reason that they hold traditional beliefs. Hmm. Uh, I think that there's a lot of ordinary average people out there who don't name the name of Christ
1: who will be in sympathy with Christians.
0: There would be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would hardly agree with what you you just said. There's a a sense of common public decency, and I'm using that, you know, a very general term, uh, where people are saying, you know, this, this can't go on. So, yeah, but, but 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 I mean, you know, if, if she does uh, attain the position of leadership, I mean, <laughs> my goodness, if she's got a battle now, she, she it won't be over um, yeah. if she comes to that position. Uh, you know, and Dave, uh, of course, from a Scottish perspective too, uh, th- there's uh, the big beast in the jungle of uh, um, the, the former SNP leader, Alex Salmond, um, who is, is lurking there in the background. But anyway, maybe we shouldn't go into that part of the discussion.
2: Well, I have a personal interest in what goes on in, in Scotland. My mother is a Gordon. Um, and uh, so on my, my mother's side of the family uh, is Scottish by origin and Scotland has this rich uh history or going all the way back to john knox of a a reformed parliament and uh probably the greatest per capita missionary sending nation the world has ever known um and uh to see that being squandered and sold down the river you know what might happen if a few courageous people stood up and said you know here and no further
1: well well, absolutely joe and and as you said you know that scotland's um, a heritage from the time of the Reformation. I mean, you know, the first thing the reformers did was create the parish system, um, a church and a school in every parish, um, so the children would receive a decent education and a biblical education. Right. You know, how, how far have a fallen in something else?
0: Mm. What's, um, Colin, you know, just sort of concluded this, but what is your sort of hope and prayer for Scotland at the moment? What would you be encouraging us to pray for at this point?
1: Well, obviously, as you said before, we need, we need to pray for Kate Forbes, but not just Kate Forbes. The the, the, the committed Christians at every level, but, but pr- principally at leadership level, you know, would rally in behind her, pray for her. Um, and of course, it is a bit of a dilemma because I said earlier, you know, I, I, I'm a unionist uh, by instinct. But, um, you know, it, the, the, this, just to restate, is, is a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. on on a political praying field. So so we need to, as Christians, whether in Scotland, England, UK, you know, pray into this huge issue um, that Christian values uh, would be upheld, maintained, that we would see them translate back into public life. the public arena has been largely stripped of Christian values. And I, and I think it's, you know, it's that recognition that, that, you know, where do we stand? Where are we in all of this? We need some absolutes and we need people we can trust. Uh, you know, we need to uh, find our place in, in the midst of it all. And and, and that would be my prayer, that, that, that we would regain something of that robust belief system, which has it shaped society over centuries.
0: Uh, any concluding thoughts from you, Joe? I think that it it
2: uh, it comes down sometimes. Change um, will come down to certain particular moments, uh, certain watershed uh, moments, and um, I think it could be a a real sincere prayer of Christians that this this proves to be one. <laughs> um, of of waking people up. Uh, I think probably most of us as believers who've looked at politics in the West over the last few decades have thought, surely this is going to, surely this one, surely this. And it never seems to to be that. But mm. um, usually m- moments come, a watershed moment comes where a particular individual in a particular circumstance produces a certain amount of change um, not by force of their personality, but just by um, conviction. And I would say, you know, in in Britain um, and uh, at Westminster, we haven't really had a clear Christian ideological politician since Margaret Thatcher. And I don't think it's been uphill since then. I think it's been downhill. And I think more and more um, people are increasingly recognizing that um, we want uh, public figures who um, aren't just about themselves and about their own agenda and about their own um, personal, uh, radical, uh, revolutionary perspectives, which is really what we've, uh, we're seeing, but are people of, of um, decency and conviction and integrity. And, um, and Christians should lead the way in that. Uh, And um, that should be the thing that, above all, we're known for clarity, conviction, compassion, integrity, truthfulness, trustworthiness. And in a time when there's great disillusionment and a a lack of trust and a sense of things going wrong and and chaos and shifting sands all about us, um, surely Christians who stand on the rock that is Christ um, can be a, 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 a rock of stability and, uh, you know, salt and light in the political environment. So let's be in mm. prayer that uh, that is Kate Forbes at this time, um, whether or not we share her particular um, views on the United Kingdom or, or, or some of the particular policy issues. We need to stand with her as a confessing Christian um, mm. seeking to uphold um, biblical, biblical values um, and basic integrity in political life.
1: I mean, the, the, the expression that comes to my mind is from the book of Esther. And, and we know the story, of course, where, where Esther was fearful of approaching the king. Um, Kate may have been apprehensive of stating her position as she has done. But, but, but we know the verse, you know, who knows if you've come to royal position for such oh. a time as this? Um, Yes, she has been a lightning rod for all these tensions that have been building up. But, Mm. uh, you know, let's pray that she'll prevail.
0: Indeed. Well, we will be praying for for her and for this stance of hers to make a difference and for her to obtain respect for it. And we're encouraged to see the level of popular support for her in spite of all the media uh, portrayal and antagonism and dismay at her views. Um, which are nothing less than orthodox views, as Joe's very very well articulated there. Um, Thank you very much for joining us, both of you. Really good to have your perspectives. Joe, you recently wrote wrote a book, didn't you, Ruler of Kings, um, about a Christian perspective on politics, which is out and available on Amazon and other places.
1: Yes, Ruler of
2: Kings, towards a Christian view of government and published by Wilberforce Publications. And uh, yeah, yeah. I hope that will be of, uh, of, of use to people as they grapple with and wrestle with what does it really mean to be a Christian in public life? What does it mean to have a Christian view of political life?
0: Excellent. Yeah, great. And um, thank you for joining us. If you're watching live or recorded, um, look forward to joining you again uh, next week. And um, do follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and send up for our emails as well. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Colin.